Today is Wednesday, May 19, 2021. Yesterday I talked very candidly about my experience in high school. That session really made me rethink or reevaluate the direction I want this podcast to go in, but we'll talk about that and my high school experience again another day. Today we're just going to talk hoops. Welcome to Derby. Before I get into the matchup between the King and the Chef, LeBron, Steph Curry, you've probably heard of them. I think everyone knows. I was actually talking to somebody earlier today about um, sports in general. And like a couple minutes into the conversation, I realized that they didn't know anything about sports, but they said that they did know LeBron. And I was like, maybe that's what defines a superstar. Like your aura or your presence or your figure like transcends the sport. Because like you might not know anything about like international soccer or the NFL or the NBA, but you probably know who Ronaldo and Tom Brady and LeBron are. So that's one thing. But we're going to talk about the Palayan tournament, why it exists, what it is. Because typically in the NFL, NBA, and MLB, as far as I'm concerned, I don't watch baseball. Don't fight me over it. It's one of those things you have to be there for. Like hockey, the puck's so small, I couldn't really enjoy it. But like, if I went to a game, I know it'd be hype. People are fighting. That's great. And baseball, the hot dogs are $7, but they're the best hot dogs on the planet. But I can't just sit down on a Sunday and watch baseball. Like, I can't. I know it's America's favorite pastime, but like, it, it makes me want a nap time. The playing tournament, NBA. This is the first year that's actually here. And the idea of it is that if you are the one through six seed, then you did your job. The regular season, you took it seriously. The playing tournament does not apply to you. But if you're the seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth seed, then you have to be in this like miniature little tournament to decide whether you actually deserve to be in the playoffs or not. And I think the reason why the NBA had to make that a thing is because one, everybody's load managing, which basically means they're just taking games off because they feel like they don't need to. And load managing in itself is kind of annoying. Like, the average person, the average person listening to this podcast, or me, for example, I can't afford to go to a bunch of NBA games. If I am going to go to like a professional sporting event, I probably have the money to go to like one a year. So I can't imagine like, so if I was going to go to an NBA game, it'd probably be like a Grizzlies game, even though it's like three hours from where I live, they're the closest to me. Now imagine the Lakers are coming to play the Grizzlies and it's the only game that I'm going to see the entire year. What if LeBron just decides he wants to take the night off? Like, that would ruin my weekend. That would ruin everything. So load managing is something that the NBA obviously doesn't like. So the playing tournament is one of the ways that they fight people taking days off in the regular season. Now, there are pros and cons to the playing tournament because, yes, the games at the end of the regular season matter now. Everybody has to try harder. You have to take it seriously because, God forbid, you end up in the playing tournament. That's the good news. But the bad news is, let's say the Lakers who are like the most important team in the NBA for just for the sake of conversation. Like if they're not, then they're top two or three, but let's, let's be real. Like they're, they're top two and they're not two. Let's say the Lakers in this playing tournament, they lose tonight and then they have another chance to get in the playoffs, but then they lose again. What if one night LeBron has an off night and the next night Anthony Davis is injured, the second best player on their team. Then the Lakers just aren't in the playoffs. Then the playing tournament fully backfires and LeBron earlier in the season said uh (laughs) he's talking about the playing tournament he's like whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired and it sounds kind of crazy and it's like LeBron why are you coming for somebody's job like that but at the same time it's not LeBron and Anthony Davis's fault that they got injured this year and now they're stuck 
in this place where they have to do the playing tournament and potentially not be able to participate uh, participate in the playoffs. And it'd be kind of ironic if they ended up not making the actual playoffs and going into those seven-game series and bringing in all that money for the NBA. Because the point of the playing tournament, I think, is, well, one, to make money. But two is to make the regular season matter. But then if, the, if, if a team like the Lakers that we all want to see doesn't make the playoffs, then all that work they did throughout the regular season really doesn't matter. So one thing that my girlfriend and I talk about recently, because every single year that the playoffs is on, like I make it very clear to her, like, hey, this is what's going to be happening on any given night. And outside of just like the overall like general annoyance of her like coming home on any given night after a long day of work, knowing that we're not going to spend as much quality time together unless it has something to do with somebody dunking. I understand why that's frustrating, but she does bring up a good point in the fact that why does every single round have to be a seven game series? The obvious answer is money. I think it would make a lot of sense. Like, for example, the Bucks were like the number one seed a year or two ago and they had to play the Magic. They have to beat them four times. Like we know who the better team is. Like, come on, you're wasting everyone's time. I think, you know, Maybe the first two rounds or maybe the first round is a best of three, first team to win two games. And then the next two rounds are best of five, first team to win. And then the NBA finals, you actually have the best of seven. And I think my girlfriend and a lot of other people would probably think that's still too long. But the fact of the matter is it's the championship game. We need to make sure the best team wins. We could argue about the NFL and how they don't have to do anything like that, but Actually, the argument wouldn't last that long because when it comes to the NFL, like it's a much more violent sport. Like imagine having to play the same football team seven times (laughs) to decide who's the better football team. Like everybody's going to (laughs) die trying to figure out who deserves the Super Bowl trophy. So this episode exists because of the matchup that's happening tonight. The title of this episode, The King versus The Chef. First, I want to talk about LeBron. My general thoughts on LeBron is we're not going to get into the whole GOAT debate today. I don't have time. I don't feel like it. I just don't want to do it. But I love LeBron. I think this is going to sound crazy when it comes out of my mouth, but somehow he's underrated. But it's weird because everybody seems to be on, I don't know, like I don't want to come off as this like extremely nuanced or insane like independent thinker with this philosophy and feeling and mindset that nobody else has like I'm just different bro I'm built different but like I feel like I can find a healthy medium when it comes to my thoughts on LeBron I think that he's not like the greatest thing to ever walk the earth and ever touch a basketball now I think it's debatable whether he's the greatest player of all time but the fact of the matter is he loses games he misses shots He has holes in his game. He's not the greatest shooter ever. He's not the greatest free throw shooter ever. He is four and six in the finals, regardless of the circumstances. Like he did lose those final series and some of them he got swept in. And it's hard to make excuses for all of them. You can make excuses for some of them, but like maybe not every single one of them. Like the fact of the matter is the man is capable of defeat, but LeBron is one of the greatest passers ever, one of the greatest scorers ever, one of the greatest leaders ever. The fact that he's made the finals 10 times is just crazy in itself. The expectations for LeBron this year were all over the place. Some people were like, oh, the man's washed, the man's old. He's 36! 
he's an old-ass man. And we want him to be great. The NBA wants him to be great. Even the people that hate LeBron want him to be great so they can see him go down in the playoffs. But I think the expectations for this year would be lower if he didn't just win (laughs) that championship last year. It feels like that just happened. Call it whatever you want. Uh, (laughs) The the lead bubble ring, the Mickey Mouse ring, the Disney World Championship, whatever. He still won. Everybody else had a chance, but he won. So, like, I don't want to hear that. Every single year, by the way, here I go. I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but we can make an excuse for every single championship and why it's not legitimate. 2021, it's a bubble ring. 2020 ring, like, oh, well, the Raptors only won because, I don't know, Kevin Durant got injured, Clay got injured, you know. The year before that, super team. The year before that, super team. And I'm not saying super team is like to just act like the entire season doesn't matter. They earned that ring. It's great. But like, let's be real. Like the greatest collection of talent ever assembled. Like we know Steph and Clay are like the two best shooters ever. For the sake of this conversation that I'm having right now, like Clay and Steph are like number one and like number two on like greatest shooters of all time. And Kevin Durant's top 10. He can shoot from anywhere as far as a shooter goes. 17 and 18, that happened. 2016, yeah, LeBron had the three-to-one comeback, the one that made him think he's the GOAT. But the fact of the matter is people got suspended. Some people were banged up. There were circumstances. 2015, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love get injured. Like, every year, there are things that happen in the finals that we don't expect. So the expectations this year for LeBron, though, if he didn't just win the ring last year, I think people would relax a bit. But the fact of the matter is when people are arguing whether you're the GOAT or not every day, the expectations are championship or bust. So moving on to the chef, Steph Curry. Chef Curry with the shot. I love Stephen Curry. I think that I'm tired of people saying that he might just be the greatest shooter ever. Like, I don't think we're arguing about that anymore. He's so very obviously the greatest person to ever throw the ball into the hoop. And it's very weird to me when we have conversations about like how Steph might not be top 20. To me, he's already the second best point guard ever, to me. If we're just talking about skill level, accomplishments, like you can talk to me about Isaiah Thomas, I guess. You can talk to me about CP3, CP0, no rings. I have respect for Chris Paul. This isn't Chris Paul slander, but he just hasn't won like that. Steph shoots better, Steph dribbles better, CP3 passes better, and he might be a better, he might be a better leader. That's debatable, but it's hard to debate and intangible. The point is, I have a great deal of respect for Steph Curry. And coming into the season, there were all these doubts about Steph Curry. Drink every time I say Steph Curry. People were doubting Steph Curry. People really thought that, oh, Kevin Durant's gone, Klay Thompson's injured again. God doesn't look kindly upon Clay Thompson and his legs. I don't know what's going on with him. He makes me like want to be more religious because I just want him to be okay. Like I can only imagine where his mental health is. Like bring back Clay, please. But without Clay, without KD, with an aging Draymond Green, people were doubting Steph. And all he did was come out this year, be an MVP candidate, somehow lift an absolute garbage team. And I hate referring to NBA players as like garbage because they all were the best wherever they came from. But Name me five, name me three players on the Golden State Warriors. I'll wait. 
no, I won't. There's no time. It's just Steph. So we didn't expect him to be great this year. We didn't expect him to go to the playoffs this year. I knew he was going to be Steph Curry with a shot. He's still the greatest shooter ever. And it just turns out that I think that the, the finals between him and the Raptors, people thought that he got exposed because they played the old box and one. He was getting chased around by like Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry and occasionally Kawhi and people forgot. People forgot. People forget. But Steph, I think, exceeded expectations. Now, now I want to talk about the history between Steph Curry and LeBron. It goes back farther than you think. Um, Steph Curry was one of the players that you would call was on like a Cinderella team, like the NCAA tournament, March Madness. I'm sure you've heard of it. He was one of those players on a team that destroyed everybody's bracket. He was on this team called Davidson. Nobody expected them to go very far in the tournament. I can't tell you much about college basketball. I don't watch it all that much. But Steph Curry was not expected to take Davidson as far as they did. Because even if you're not super familiar with college basketball, you know the good teams like when you hear them. Uh, Kansas, Gonzaga, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, MTSU. I'm playing. But we know who the good teams are. We know who we expect at the end every year. Um, Maybe Connecticut. Maybe that's women's. Who cares? It doesn't matter. So Steph Curry was... The reason why I bring that up is because LeBron while in the NBA, was like going to spectate some of Steph Curry's Davidson games, which is very ironic considering the relationship or rather the rivalry that brewed between them when Steph Curry actually got to the NBA. Him and LeBron, it felt like we're in the finals like almost every year. Like that was kind of, they met each other so many times in the finals, it was almost starting to ruin the NBA. Like the Warriors went like five times and I think LeBron met them there like four times. Like um, I actually went over this a little bit earlier, but in 2015, Warriors, Cavs, um, Kyrie, Kevin Love get injured. Steph wins 2016. LeBron comes back down 3-1. Cavs win. Then 17 and 18. Kevin Durant showed up, ruined everything, ruined the NBA. We're not going to get into it. Different episode. Doesn't matter. But Steph and LeBron have seen so much of each other. They also see each other every All-Star game. Now LeBron's in the West. They see each other on, on the schedule. So they just have this long history, this long rivalry. And it's crazy that now... They've both gotten to the point where somehow they end up in the playing tournament together, like together against each other again. I don't know. It's like this weird, it's just this weird, like Naruto Sasuke type thing. Like they're always in each other's way. Like they always find their way back to each other. It's like a bad romantic comedy. They're just running into each other nonstop. Oh, I didn't expect to see you here across the country. Like, how do we keep running into each other? It's like Forrest Gump and Jenny. Like, how does this keep happening? I'm so tired of it. But enough of their love story. The fact of the matter is that they are together again. And they're going to be playing in like three hours from now. And I'm going to be there for it. I'm excited for it. Here's my prediction for the game tonight. We're almost done. It's going to be highly entertaining. Just watch Steph. Watch the defense that they try and play against him. I don't know if they're going to try and bring out the uh, the, the the old Raptors box and one from that finals where he struggled so much. I mean, the Lakers have played the Warriors earlier this season, and it seemed like they did a decent job of keeping him in check. But, you know, Steph, is he's he can go nuclear. Like, he's unpredictable. You never know when he'll... I mean, I feel like he could either go for, I don't know, 10 to 15 threes, or he could just have like a one for nine kind of night from beyond the arc. And we really just don't know. It's hard to know. But the Warriors rely so heavily on Steph. And 
I was just thinking about like some like wild shit. Like what if they just try and take him out of the game? Like I hate to even put that out into the universe. Like I know that they're not that malicious, but by take him out of the game, I mean like, I don't know. I mean like seriously rough him up. I'm not talking about like tackling the man out of the air. Like don't Ray Lewis him into the earth. But I mean like, you know, just stuff like extremely hard screens, you know, a little push, a little shove, things like that. Just stuff to get him in his just stuff to get him out of his zone before he even really gets in it because the thing about these great shooters and I was thinking about this when I saw Jason Tatum put up like 50 points to take down Russell Westbrook and the Wizards I don't want to talk about it it hurts I love Russell Westbrook my favorite player but that's that's another story for another time Jason Tatum he got to a point where he would be in the corner there'd be two guys running at him there's one guy already there and he just splashes it from the corner it doesn't matter once you get in the zone once you get too hot it's too late so Steph has to get stopped early. Watch Steph. Watch the defense that they try and play on him. I mean, it's going to be really, really intriguing. I think the Lakers don't really have to worry about a game plan much offensively because they should just be the more talented team. Like, again, name me three Warriors players. I'm not like a diehard Lakers fan, but I mean, I know LeBron and AD are going to do what they do, assuming that they're healthy enough. And KCP or KC3 is always, you know, has the potential to go off from behind the arc. All Kuzma knows how to do is try and throw the ball under the hoop. Uh, there's there's the old Caruso, the, the bald-headed assassin. You know, like they have all these different weapons. Montrez, uh, six-man of the year, six-man of the year runner-up. Like he's, he's a beast. Now they have uh, Kareem Abdul-Drummond, Shaq Drummond, Big Penguin, Dre Drum. Uh, Jeanette McCurdy's ex, that guy. Like, he could be a problem. He's capable of going 20 and 15, 15 and 20. I mean, offensively, the Lakers aren't going to have anything to really worry about. But like I mentioned, the injuries, we don't know. We think LeBron and AD are okay. They look okay. But how could you ever really know? Anything could happen. Look, I know I'm trying to hype this up. The Lakers should win. And if they don't win, for whatever reason, they have to face the Grizzlies or the Spurs. And they'll win that. I put everything on them winning that. So LeBron and AD's playoff run, we'd really like to see them make it back to the finals. Like, it's hard not to root for LeBron because everybody just hates on him so hard. And there's no in-between. Like I mentioned earlier, it's like you either think LeBron's the the GOAT, he's the greatest thing to ever walk the earth, he's the second coming, or you're like, he's a fraud. Like, he, he has four rings. They're, they're all fake. Like, I could never forget this, uh, this, this picture. It was showing, like, um, LeBron's hand with the four rings on it. And it was, like, um, lockout year. He's, <laughs> like, uh, 12 lockout year, 13 Ray Allen. Like, the entire series. Like, it's just Ray Allen. Like, the entire year is just summed up by Ray Allen. Then it says uh, 2016 Kyrie. And then um, and the last one, that 2021, it just says, like, mickey mouse ring like apparently lebron's never done anything i can't imagine being a person like that but whatever some people feel like that anthony davis i feel like the pressure isn't on him it is on him but it isn't like someone said ad stands for like always always dinged or always disappointing or something like that and you know at the end of the day people aren't judging him to the same standard as lebron so i feel like he's gonna come out of it okay as long as he you know scores the amount of points plays the amount of defense grabs the number of boards that people expect to Um, the last thing that I really want to bring up, just because I don't know if I'm going to come back and talk about the Lakers and LeBron again, unless, you know, they're in a very serious series with like, I don't know, like the Clippers, like if if they, if they run into the Clippers before getting to the finals, then I'll probably make another 
I'll probably get into another session about that, but I just want to make like one thing clear, and I believe this with my whole heart, and I know you couldn't argue with me about this if you wanted to, because this is just a podcast where I'm talking, you're listening, there's really no engagement or exchange. But if LeBron makes it to the finals and beats a fully healthy Nets team with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, and and, and everybody else, He's the GOAT, and I'm not arguing. Bye.